Welcome to the MD Show. You are in the zone with Bianca Banks and Jasmine Shannon. Two women touching on current and cultural events, discussing generational perspectives. We are mother and daughter, women of color on our grind. Buckle up your seatbelts and welcome to the, the MD Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, MD. MD Show, mother and daughter. Happy Tuesday. Happy October. I'm your host, Bianca Banks. And I'm your host, Jasmine Shannon. I can't wait to have Ooh. a taco tonight, y'all. Oh, it's ta- oh, it's Tuesday, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I was I was talking to a producer and I'm like, we have a lot going on. We have a lot of family. We have a lot of working parts. And then you forget, like, because my son is out of school too. So it's like you forget what day it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, happy, happy Tuesday. Um, one thing that we should talk about (laughs) is family. (laughs) We're going to talk about family. We're going to talk about working parts, how it's hard, right? It's hard when you have like 10, 11 people, it's hard to move around (laughs) because everybody has their own separate agenda. What say you, Jazz? Yeah, I mean... Anytime you bring a room full of different minds into one, anytime you bring a bunch of people with different minds into one room, I mean, that's all, always the best time to practice good communication. <laughs> so I absolutely agree. Yep. Something that we always talk about. Communi- communication. It's hard for me to talk this morning. I haven't had enough coffee this afternoon, rather. I haven't had enough coffee, but we're going to talk about family. We're going to talk about, um, I don't know if you guys heard this story about Anan Saeed, which is like really interesting. Are you up on this, Jay? Yeah, I'm I'm looking into it right now as well. It's crazy, right? Because there was some stuff that happened this morning too. And then we're going to talk about, we always talk about like, or I always talk about rather, like um, what qualities I would like in a man and how like the dating game is just trash in LA. But I had a really cool conversation with one of my friends who's a guy and he was like, well, how come we can't never find anybody? And I'm like, what? (laughs) The men are looking for women, y'all. I can't believe it. (laughs) So those things are interesting because it was really good to hear a single man's perspective, a single father that is looking for a good woman. You know, so we're not alone out here. Jazz is married, so we got to take her off of it. But it's wow. <laughs> still lots and lots and lots to to learn and grow in that space as well. Right. Okay. So let's jump right in, you guys. Um, Adnan Saeed. Let's talk about that. So this um, this person has basically become the subject of this um, podcast called Serial, right? And I don't know if you guys remember, but during the pandemic, there was um, like an HBO documentary. I think it was like five parts about him, right? And I was like, what is this about? So basically it's this kid who at the time was 17. Jazz, when... um, what what year is this? Let me try to figure that out. Twenty. It says twenty three years ago. Yeah, twenty three so, okay. years in prison. So it it was in um, 
1999, right? So, but I just found out about it, like I said, during the pandemic. So basically it's this kid who had um, a girlfriend and she, I think she's Vietnamese, right? No, she's yeah. Korean. Oh yes. Okay. Yes. Hey, Hey Min Lee is her name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's, she's Korean. And basically they have this, um, you know, this high school love thing. Like they were together, I think like, a, like two or three years during high school. And so they break, they break up and she gets another boyfriend um, who's like, really, it's weird, right? Because she's like 17 and he's like 22 or 23. So they were kind of like already like uh, side eye. Um, anyway, she just, she basically disappears, right? And then they find her body and they convict him, Adnan, the ex-boyfriend, who's Muslim. Um, and he goes to prison. Right. So, however, there's all these other people that are involved that are like really super shady. And now they're saying like, we don't really know. And like his conviction was based on the cell phone tower. And now they're saying that wasn't accurate. Anyway, I guess like three, four, four weeks ago, they let him out. They overturned the conviction. Because the prosecutor, the prosecutor, there's like a new black female African-American prosecutor, and she is the one that petitioned to overturn. So it wasn't like the defense overturn, wanted to overturn, but the actual like prosecutor. And so they overturned the conviction, and then they, were, then they had 30 days to decide if they were going to retry and repress the charges. And so this morning they decided that they're that all charges are dropped it's crazy right wow. <laughs> what I can't yeah but but the good thing is is like he's um only 34 is that is that a blessing y'all like what do you think I Jay? Mean, uh, i mean i guess I guess it is because I feel like he still has a lot, like a lot of life that he could live, and still, you know, try to do something with his life. Um, but that's just really crazy. It's super, super crazy. Um, but you know me, right? I'm like all into like crime and like, like I could just take the whole day and watch. 48 hours, another 48, the first 48, whatever it is. So basically now, you know, everybody's trying to figure out, well, who killed her? You know, because this was like really crazy, right? She was found like in these woods, like, like similar to like, let's just say Central Park, right? It's a park where you drive through like in Baltimore. But the person that found her, was a convicted sex offender and he was like yeah i was just at work and i went to go get some beer and then i had to go back to work so i pulled over in the woods and went to the bathroom and i was like is that a school <laughs> oh my gosh you know so they're like they're like that suspect right you know like saying? right like okay whatever
And so, like, they never really, like, did. Oh, and guess what? This is another thing. But, you know, this is how they do, like, the people, right? So this is another thing. Um, they collected all this DNA, but then never tested it. <laughs> like, and then they found her car. They never this tested the car. This seems like an inside job. This right? It's fishy. Yeah. Because it's like, it's saying that they just felt like there was no more strong evidence behind the conviction, but it's like, well, yeah, you didn't test the evidence or to, after 23 years of like, now you're just over it. Like, it just feels like, oh, well, okay, okay, whatever, you know? And that, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, who paid who money? Who paid y'all money? Who paid the judge's money to do that? Like, it just seems a little easy. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, I mean, there was just so much, you know, it's it's really crazy, right? Because, again, I think this is why um, we have so many people really boots to the ground trying to change, um, you know, like, justice system. Because it even if you want, like, certain things, if you want, like, to say, you know, hey, like, this can't be because, you know, because this happened. Or, like, no, like, I wasn't there. Like, it's just, like, the way that you have to present things to court, to the court and, the and like, the legal, you know, documents that have to be in place in order for you to just kind of get some things out, it's just not fair. You know what I mean? Because you can't say those things the way that you want to, you know? And I think that there are so many people that are in prison that are convicted and it's like they really shouldn't be there or maybe they shouldn't be there for as long like you know it's just not it's not fair but then sometimes we do say okay the justice system works you know yeah but i i also feel like it's a corrupt system and i think a lot of it is you know manipulated manipulated (laughs) yeah manipulated system for sure so basically they were saying too that during this time, right? Like when this child trial was going on, that the tensions were like really, really high. Like the like the documentary puts you back into like would you say ninety-nine, right? So it was like at this time, or actually it happened in ninety nine, but I don't think he was convicted until like, you know, two thousand, two thousand one, because they talk about like the relations with this country and um, like Pakistan and Afghanistan, you know, and they talk about the Koreans and kind of like what they were going through at that time, you know, just like here in LA, it was like a lot of Koreans there, you know, came here first generation immigrants. They, they, you know, they chose to start their businesses in, um, you know, black and brown communities, right? And so then that kind of led to high tensions with those people that were in those communities because it was like, well, you know, we kind of felt like, why are they coming here taking like all of our money and like, you know, basically building their success off of our people and our culture. So all of those things kind of were like going on, like that was the climate in the country. And then there was a lot of people that, you know, you had all these like robberies, like those liquor store robberies where a lot of the um, owners and stuff, they were kind of like fighting back and um, 
and they were, you know, they have like, I know for, I remember a young lady out here, she went into a liquor store. She, you know, she took like some candy or something like that. And the, um, the clerk, the owner of the liquor store shot her and killed her. And it was a young girl. She was like 14 and she got like three months probation, she, you know? So there was like all that kind of stuff going on where there was a heavy resentment between Koreans and then, you know, others, right? My, I guess we would say minorities at the time. So they were saying that too, like there was a lot of racial bias in the case because, you know, the jurors kind of felt like, oh, well, they're, you know, Afghanistan and they're Islam, you know, or Muslim. So that already is like, you know, people are equating that with like Osama bin Laden. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. So like, it was just really, you you guys have to watch this documentary. It's called, um, it's called The Trial of Adnan Saeed. It's on HBO Max. It's been on there for like a few years, but because this is going on right now, everybody's like rewatching it. Of course, I rewatched it, and it, it just tore his family apart. But they never gave up hope. They never, they never stopped praying. They were always, you know, they had people working on this case, working on this case, and so it's kind of cool that, like, wow, you know what I mean? Today we see that he's out, he's free. I mean, at least it's, you know, he's he's not seventy, he's not eighty. There are some people that get out. And it's like, well, they don't really have a life left to live, to live, you know. But he's a young man. Yeah, he's still young. Mm-hmm. So props out for yeah. that. We are so excited, and I would just love to like keep following this case and see what you know, seeing what happens because there's some shady characters involved, you guys, and we need to figure Absolutely. out. Absolutely. You know, and it and it is sad, right? Because you because at the end of the day, it's like somebody was murdered and we don't want to forget her and her family. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like when, um, you know, like the, like the whole thing with OJ. I mean, we obviously know. Right. <laughs> we know who killed Nicole Brown Simpson, right? <laughs> but you forget about the people that die, you mm-hmm. know? Cause you're so caught up in the mess. You're so caught up in the mess, you guys. So when we come right back after this, we're going to talk about family, moving parts, and dating for men. Look at the women, y'all. My power till one day mama said I got something to offer Just look in the mirror to see it Now it's up to you to believe it You got a purpose What is your reason? What is your fight for? I see you searching Burning inside is something you can't ignore
Welcome back, you guys. M&D Show. It's an M&D Show Tuesday here on Dallas Radio, Boomerang Station. Um, Bianca and Jasmine here. We're talking about family, y'all. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about it because we are crazy. We crazy. So, you know, it's funny, right? Because we just have to touch on it. It's like, I've, as I think the older that I've, you know, become, which is only like 30, I feel like the best thing to do is like, when you have moving parts is to like, do nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no. <laughs> like, I'm just kind of like, cause you know, I feel like the men are like, they kind of like lay back yeah. and they just kind of like, they just kind of like move wherever. It's like, it's like, like men are, they're kind of like kids, right y'all? Yeah. They're big. It's they're like, big, they're big snookas. They're big. <laughs> they're big snookers and it's like they just show up wherever I, you know I've learned this it's like men just mm-hmm. rely on the women like if you just sit back and watch mm-hmm. you know it's like oh well what do you want me to do well what time is that well I don't know I, did you talk to so and so which is the so and so is always the woman right you know organizing and organizing Organizing, just like I had to organize that stroller yesterday. Okay. <laughs> you know, and so I'm like, it, it's it's easier to kind of see for me, like how everybody's moving. And then, and then I just make, and then I, and then I decide for myself what's best for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I think <laughs> when it comes to family too, it's like, we're supposed to be a family. So like, I take the other role of like, I have to solve this, the problem because you can't just, you know, walk away because they're not going anywhere. So I try to always mediate as much as I can because people lose sight of like how important spending time with family is. And I think that's like, the most important value of life that we sometimes take for granted is spending time with our family because those are the ones that, you know, have been there from the beginning and just who God has a kind of appointed as your entourage, your, your chosen entourage, right? Like your chosen, your chosen, um, you know, your, your, your chosen community within the household and within, within your heart and all these things. And obviously we have our chosen family outside of those things, you know, but I think that these past couple months, um, have really expressed to me the importance of that, you know, especially too, cause I've been traveling so much for work and, you know, I'm like, let me just sit right here and not move, you know, cause, cause there's more value in that. And I think that sometimes it just takes us being like aware, you know, aware of those things. And the funniest part of it is like joining all these different personalities together and everyone communicates differently and everyone um, handles things differently and has different desires and, you know, and, and I think it's, it's, it's really about balance and, and awareness, you know, 
Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's just, I think for me, um, I have to get to a place where like, okay, how can I maintain my peace? You know what I mean? So what's going to get me there? So what's going to get me to peace is like, okay, I know that these are the things that I have to accomplish. Like out of this scenario, you know what I mean? So let me just try to focus on that. And then however I can accommodate anybody else in this scenario, you know, in this movement, then I will, I will do so. But generally like, you know, I feel like as I've gotten older, like I don't want to be in charge. You know what I mean? It's like, just tell me where to be. Tell me what to do. Tell me what works, you know, because Mm -hmm. I have so many other things to be in charge of that. I can't like, it's like, I don't, I find places or pockets where I relinquish. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. the only thing I do have to do is I have to make sure that like, you know, my son is <laughs> taken care of. You know what I'm saying? So it's like for those things, of course, like, you know, we'll, we'll still, you, you, you still have to communicate. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But, but I guess, I guess for the listeners, we're saying all this because Jasmine's whole family is here and, our, like, our whole family, ours. Our, our whole family. That's that's true. Our whole family. <laughs> and when you have these big families, right? Because it's like we have a big family. We have a big family on Jasmine's side, my side, and my mother's side. And then Jasmine's husband has a big family. <laughs> right. So it's right. like when you, you know what I mean. So it's like trying to navigate. And make sure that everybody, it's its interesting, right? When you say, and I know producer has something to say about this too. But when you say like, okay, we're meeting at 10, I never really knew that that meant 12. You know what I'm saying? Because when I say 10, I'm going to get up at, you know, at 7. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be out the door at 9. I'm going to, you know, and it's just interesting to see the different dynamics of people's minds and their mindsets. When you're dealing with so many people, mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of like school, but you know, it's like, it's kind of like school, right? Like for the little people, like, let's just say school, school starts at eight 30. Let's just say mm-hmm. you, you got some people showing up at seven 45. That was me. And then you got some people showing up at eight 35. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And so it's like, you have to make sure you guys that like, when you're dealing with scenarios, not not only with family, but like work too, you just have to take a breath. And I noticed this morning when I first talked to Jasmine, she just took like this real deep breath. And it's like, sometimes that just feels good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, sometimes just take a second and breathe in deep and breathe out. And you're like, really in the process of releasing any frustration. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yes. And I, and I think that the release is great. And I think that that's what yoga has taught me, but I also feel like, you know, I have to communicate about, I think, you know, always being transparent and bringing people back to a place where like, Hey, this is like, Hey, like, let's, let's stay focused on what's important. You know, and, you know, and the thing about people visiting in L.A. is like we like like we live here. We don't care about none of all this stuff. 
You know what I'm saying? But then it's like, when people come here, they're like, oh my God, I want to go here. I want to go here. I want to go here. Or I want to go to the same place seven times. I'm like, okay, cool. But like for us, it's like totally different experience. You know, I, I, you know, we're both obviously born and raised here. So I'm just like, yeah, that's, you know, that's Griffith Park. Yeah, that's the Hollywood one. <laughs> you know, that's, yep, Running Canyon. Yep, Hurt. Yep, I know, I know. Like, you know, so that Roscoe's, yep, don't go there right now. But, you know, um, it's just interesting, you know. And, I can't with you. I and can't I, with you. And I think... <laughs> You know, that's the one thing I feel like Oregon has taught me is separating, separating my mind from the things that don't, that or, or the things that people get caught up with out here. It's like out there, there was nothing, none of that. You have trees substituted for the Hollywood sign. You have the Willamette River substituted for the Pacific Ocean. You have um, one sports team versus we have, what, 12 or 14 uh, <laughs> pro sports teams. We have two basketball, two two football, uh, two baseball. Then we have, like, two soccer. Then we have two hockey. I don't even know. It, like It's just, like, so, you know what I'm saying? It's, like, never ending here. And it's interesting to be in a place that has, like, endless amount of things to do. And I just be sitting at home, like, I don't even know what to do. Like, what do I do? You know? So it's, so I, you know, I think a big part of family visiting LA specifically is that as well as understanding like, okay, they're tourists, they're, they're getting excited. You know, let me be sympathetic about that. Well, yeah, because, because listen, because, but you know what? Okay. You've hit, you hit on a lot of great points. So if we have never been somewhere, right? Like we've been never been to a particular city, then you do probably want to like know, like, well, where's this? Like the first time I went to De- to Detroit, I'm like, well, where's the, you know, the Motown? Motown. Where's right? Yeah, like you know, I, I'm like, wow, like I want to, you know, and they're like, oh, we pass that every day, you know, and I'm like, well, I want to, I want to know because I mean, wow, you know, that's a huge, huge deal, you know. And so I think of it in those terms, like, you know, like people that have never been here, they, I mean, it's, it's LA, you know what I mean? Like they want to see all these things. They want to make sure they hit, like, they were like, I want to, where, where did he, where did Houston die? Where did Michael Jackson die? Where did, I'm like, are we the city of a lot of deaths? Like, what's up with that? But you know what I mean? It's like, they, they want to see all these things. They, they want to see where Nipsey Hussle died. They want to see the, you know, and it's like, so we do have to give them that. I think the difference for me is that when I go places, I'm not reliant upon, you know what I mean? It's like, I'll be like, I'm about to go to the hotel, check in, get an Uber, bounce. You feel me? So it's more of like me being independent. And some people don't want to move like that. Some people move in a unit. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. No, that's for sure. Which, which is good, but I think that a part of moving in a unit is also being considerate and understanding, like, the purpose of why you may be visiting somewhere. Like, why are you here? Why are you in L.A.? What was your, what was the reason why you guys came, right? Or, like, what, you know, what makes sense, you know? And I think that, you know, people, yeah, it's just interesting to see the desires of 
like, you know, a large group of people come together and then it's like, but we're family guys, you know, like we're not just a group of friends hanging out, you know, it's like we're family, which is obviously where people are more inclined to not care about, about being considerate of the group because they're like, well, they're always going to be here. Um, But I think that we have to remember that's not true. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not Mm -hmm. a true statement. That's actually a false statement. Um, And, you know, that's why time is so precious. And I think that feeling like because family is stuck to us till the end, regardless of relationship, um, we, we tend to, 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 to function in that, in that, in that, in that place of, well, they're always going to be here or, oh, well, there'll be another birthday or, oh, well, there'll be a, you know? And so I think that, you know, really taking a step back and really understanding, you know, you know, we're all in this together and we also don't know you know, how long we're going to be here. So it's like, we have to be mindful of that. And I think that that's, you know, that's a hard part of life, you know, is, is having to think about that and, 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 and make decisions based off of that. Yes. Yes. I mean, you know, it, it is true that even though these people get on your nerves, right. It's like, life is precious, y'all. And it doesn't really have anything to do with age. I mean, we have people that are just, just, you know, it's, we never know when it's your time, right? It's like, so it is important to cherish all those moments and to, and to have fellowship with your families, right? And that was one thing too, that we learned, I think that we all learned for sure, like during the pandemic, it was like, that was one thing I appreciated about it. It was like, we are so busy we're so crazy and we're just all over the place. We're flying here. We're constantly traveling and, you know, or doing this, doing that, this, meaning that, blah, blah, blah. And we don't take time to really value, you know, it's like when you, when you value the, you know, it's like we should be getting together outside of, you know, the standard, you know, Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving, Easter, You know what I'm saying? We should always be aiming to be with each other. And that's one thing I missed about, you know, my grandmother is that every Sunday she had Sunday dinner and I was talking to my mom about it this week. And she was saying that um, her friends, they always knew that, you know, that her mom was cooking and they would come over there and my grandfather would read the, the, uh, the scripture to the kids you know, every week and, and they, you know, have them sit in a circle and my grandmother had that type of house. Like I loved being at my grandma's house. Um, and you know, it was just a regimen. We always had, you know, our weekends together. And then on Sunday we would wake up, we would pray, we would eat, we would walk to church, you know, we would eat after church. We would stay over there. They, you know, it was always that. Um, and so we do kind of like, Sometimes when those people are gone, it's hard to carry on those traditions and nuances, but it's important. And so I just think that, um, I guess the bottom line is, even though, you know, it's hard sometimes to communicate amongst people because you do have so many different opinions and so many working parts. And even like yesterday we went to Disneyland and my son was like, you know, I just want to get on the rides I want to get on. But I'm like, Listen, you got to remember it's we're here for this reason. You know what I mean? It's 
um, it's your sister's birthday and you got to get on, you know, the things that she wants to get on and, and everybody has to, you know, have their, uh, fulfillment box checked. So, okay. You guys want coffee. You guys want churros. You guys want chimichangas. You guys want to get on. It's like, it's possible to do all those things, but you just have to remember. And I told everybody this yesterday. I was like, today, the key word is patience. Everybody be patient. Everybody wait, you know, and, and let's try to figure out how we can accommodate each person's desires, you know? And so I think the point is, as I've gotten older, I'm able to better digest and move around in that, you know, because patience is a virtue, y'all. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So we are moving on to dating. So I had um, a meeting the other night with a friend of mine and, you know, it wasn't a meeting. It was a meeting. It was totally a meeting. And, (laughs) you know, know, I had to break it. First of all, everybody's just in my business, y'all. This is another, this is actually part two of the family stuff. It's like, I'm allowed to, you know, be an adult. So Right, but when you say that, you say you went to a meeting, then it's like, I thought you just went to a meeting. Of course, an adult goes to a meeting, but then you make it seem like it's not a meeting when you say, I should everyone you know i should be able to be an adult but it's like yeah well <laughs> i feel like right. i feel like mentally you're like trying to say it's a meeting but i feel like you kind of have a crush I, no i don't and if it was not a meeting i would have told you and secondly i wouldn't have gone the way i looked <laughs> she's hilarious yeah she had because it was crazy she had my clothes yeah cuz it was crazy okay um but, you know, it, we start talking about, you know, um, dating and like, because the person had looked at my, um, my previous post about the show topics, you know what I mean? And so we talk about this, right? We talk about how dating in LA is like zero, 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 y'all. Because, you know, and, and then he was like, why? And I was like, I'm gonna need you to not live with your mom. I'm gonna need you to, you know, can you not have like we 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 can we can do some babies, right? But is but when you get into four or five baby mamas, it gets complicated, right, Jay? Lord, we love those baby moms. <laughs> Cause Jazz did once too date someone with how many baby mamas did he have? At that point, he had two, but now he has three or four. Three. Okay. Four kids, we three still, three baby moms. We still love him. We still love him. He's still, yeah, we, he's a sweet, so, so sweet. Isn't he a sweetheart? And oh. I think that that's why he keeps getting trapped by these women. See, these women are just as worse as these men. That's another thing. Well, that, you know what? That trap game is strong. Okay, so this is what I was going to discuss, actually. I was going to discuss that um, Jasmine and I both listened to this um pastor who I just love, A.R. Bernard. Um, and he talks about um, that men, you know, are weak, that men are weak and men have to, and people have to 
identify their weaknesses and put parameters in place in order to not fall into those weaknesses. So for example, if you like watching porn, don't watch porn. Make sure that your phone is blocked from the sites. Don't go to the triple X store, right? Is that what you would say? Put put up, it's like saying, um, okay, I like smoking crap. And then you're like, well, but I'm at the crack house. And you're like, well, you can't do that. You see what I mean? <laughs> it's like you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up for failure. Is, is this what we're saying? You know, so he was saying that, and I don't know what he did. I got to investigate this. But he was like, you know, it took his wife, which, oh my God, he's so wise. He was saying that trust is the backbone and the, and the foundation, of course, we know this for any relationship. And once trust is broken, both people have to be dedicated to the person that was wronged has to be dedicated to receiving the idea of rebuilding trust. And then the person that was the wrongdoer has to dedicate themselves to to building and to instilling the trust back. So he was saying that um, if he's having a meeting in his office, he was like, I always have the door open or always have somebody else present. He's like, and that's not only to protect me, but that's to protect the other person too, because I don't want any stuff out there like, well, pastor tried to talk to me or pastor tried to eat on me. So he's like, I have to put those parameters in place in order for these things not to occur. You feel me? Absolutely. And, you know, and so, and so I get it. And I'm like, so why, why do men continue to, you know, so the lady that he was talking to was saying, well, what about the cell phone pastor? What about the passwords? You know? And he was like, I'm not going to let something like a cell phone get in the way of my, my lifelong relationship with my wife. He's like, she has all my passwords. She has all my, you know what I mean? Whatever, all my email passwords. She can have full access to me. I'm not going to let that, you know what I mean, deter what I know God has in store for me. But at the same time, which I also agree with, but at the same time, all these things that he was talking about, all these relationship questions and, and you know, um, nuances, I felt like, when the person and the people in the relationship are woke, you don't even have to talk about any of this stuff. You feel me? Yep. I can understand really that. Because this should not even be this this junk with the cell phone or you, it's really you trying to maintain like, like I have dealt with men that you know, it's like, you know how like, like when you, okay, you know how like your phone is attached to your Bluetooth. And then like when you get in the car, they like undo the Bluetooth. It's like, what's that about? It's like, you're still trying to maintain. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. You know. um, The effery. Yeah, you're trying trying to, you know, be slick. Right. Yeah, it's so interesting. Like I got one of my close guy friends asked me like, right before we went on our, honeymoon I mean right before we got married Lord Jesus right before we went on our bachelor parties and 
he was like, so like, what did, what did, what did you, what are the, like, what did you guys discuss? I'm like, discuss about what? He's like, so what, what are the, what are the parameters? I said, what parameters? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, well, like, you know, like, is it like, like, is it going to be like his last time or like your last? I said, what? I said, we don't talk about that. I said, what are you talking about? Like, we ain't doing that. We're not even, what? Like, I looked at him crazy. I said, so you're not ready to get married if you're asking me these questions. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're trying to figure out if you can smash for the last time on your bachelor party, that's probably not a good sign, home skillet. So I told him, you know, I said, what do you mean? Like, we don't, we don't, we've never had that conversation. We've never talked about loyalty because it's just an unspoken thing. I've never had to remind him the type of relationship we have or vice versa. Um, and I think that that's where I have to say timing is everything because you have to meet someone that's on the same life path. Like, okay. 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 Or it's more like this. The material of the, of the path has to be the same. So like if my, if my path is concrete, then my partner's path has to be concrete. Now, whatever happens or what, what, whatever that means for that path for, for each individual is not the same though. You know what I'm saying? Like me and Dylan have very different upbringings and very different um, traumas that we've dealt with and very different relationship situations that we dealt with. But for some reason, when we met at the time that we met, the timing was correct. Um, which taught me age doesn't matter. Um, the older men are younger than the younger men. Um, sometimes, um, um, and that the person that you meet is not, it's not really a choice. It's the weirdest thing. It is a choice. You, you do make a choice once it's presented to you, obviously, but, but how it got there, you know, you know, I, me and Dylan talked about this the other day. He was like, you know, it's funny. Like I honestly would have never met you unless it was for Justine, which is my really good friend. Yet Lexi put us together, which is Dylan's sister. But the reason how we met and the, and the things that I had to go through separate, like meaning like that the relationships that I went through to meet Dylan, it's very strange. Like I met, technically I met Dylan through my ex's cousin's ex-girlfriend, right? So it's like, you have to look, like I'm looking at it that way. Like, okay, this is this is who I ended up meeting because I went ended up going to this certain school. And then that with that came family functions, which made me meet this one person who was a boss, who ended up being one of my really good friends, who then introduced me to one of her other really good friends, who's a boss, who happens to have seven siblings. And one of them ended up being my husband. You know what I'm saying? So it, I think that peop, the person that you're with sometimes can be so close in reach or or not. But I think that when that person does come, you number one have to be prepared, and you number one have to understand that he's he's giving you something to receive. Because I feel like I probably have encountered people who were were more together than the men that I and actually ended up being with that 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 I was not ready to receive because I just wasn't mature enough for the relationship that we really all kind of long for, right? It's like every woman wants to be with the love of their life, right? 
but I think that we sometimes get mixed up in what our perception of what that means. And then we lose sight of what's right. Cause I feel like Dylan is definitely like Dylan is like the one person who is nothing like the men that I've ever dated. He doesn't watch sports. That's crazy because Jasmine loves football and foot basketball and watching sports and game days and bean dipping. Dylan don't care about that. Dylan don't know, been, has been out of the country once and it was with me, you know? And I think the internal version of myself matches like, okay, like the internal, in, the internal version of myself is what matched, matched. It was the internal versions of each other that matched, which is also, there's, I mean, we honestly can go so much into this, but I think that this, the main point you guys is perception and what social media can do to, to, to people. Meaning like social media is not real life. Social media is not real life and people start to find in, in, like desires of people through what they post and what they, half of those cars ain't theirs. Half of those clothes ain't theirs. Half of those shirts ain't theirs. Half of those, te- you know what I'm saying? Half of those diamonds ain't theirs or they're photoshopped nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's not even her real body. That's not even his real body. They done added, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, it's so hard to date because it's like, how do I actually know? How do I actually know if someone is really who they say that they are and how they promote themselves? Which is why I feel like I can totally attest to what you're saying, mom, because I I can, like, how do you, how do you know? Even like Tinder is a perfect example or like these dating apps. You can literally put fake stuff. Like it's like, it's setting, it's setting up for failure. And then now 90% of the time you scared that it's not going to even be the person that, that you've been talking to for the past two months. So for all, so so I say so I say all that to say pray trust God's timing and this is obviously if you if you listeners are religious this is my tea for that pray trust God's timing and literally love yourself more I had to really tap into self love I feel like to receive Dylan at the time that he came into my life because I was just done with not putting myself first and putting myself second to men who needed me more than I needed them emotionally first and foremost, you know? So I feel like from my experience, self-love is like, it, you know, and listening to your in- intuition is super important. Wow. <laughs> That's true. Because you know what, you guys? Oh, I be, I I well I had to I had to let it all out. I had to let it all out. Good evening. <laughs> I had I had to let it I had to let it all out. Cause I feel like I now that I'm married, I'm watching a lot of things from the outside. You know what I'm saying? And I'm seeing all these fake relationships and fake and fake posting and fake. And that, and that's what made me not want to post about my relationship like that. I mean, I'm married now and I told myself and my mom couldn't attest for this. I said, I'm not posting nobody until I am married. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because that made you laugh, didn't it? Yeah. Because it's like, for who is it for? Why are you posting? 
Who's wow. my ex? My ex used to be like, "Well, can I just post your hair?" No. <laughs> what? And that's uh, it's just like, it's, uh-uh. Lord. They're like, "Well, can I post like?" You gonna give me no favor? Can I post like your chain on the on the table? Well, that could be your chain. What are you talking about? It's all these shenanigans. You know what I'm saying? And and so. This is this is what I will say. I will say that I I am really really happy in my life. You know what I'm saying? And you don't need anybody hanging on your leg. You know what I mean? And trying to like, I, there's just so many women. I feel like they're trying to, you know what I mean? Settle. And and I just it's like I'm happy. I'm happy. You know. And if God, like you're saying. If it's if it's in God's will, it, then it's gonna be. But we don't have to force these scenarios, you know. Right. And you know what else I think? I think honestly, I think honestly, we have to find like the male version of us, or a male has to find the female version of them. Because Well then I'm moving to France. <laughs> Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, and I don't know where, like, this is something that just came to my mind thinking about it. Cause I feel like Dylan and I are nothing alike, but we are like the opposite. Like we are, he is the male version of me. Like, and that goes to like the flaws that we both help each other work on. It's like, I only am able to deal with them because they remind me of my, like, they're not the same, but like, I don't know how to explain the extent of the flaw is like, okay, I'm able to function through this because I've had to function through this with myself. If that makes sense. And, or like, oh, okay. Okay. Like, I know how to communicate about this because we're the same. Like, I'm like, okay, I know exactly what he's going through. It's like, almost like he's gone through the things that I haven't gone through internally, individually, and vice versa. And like, and because it's like, we're the opposites. And that's already, mind you guys, men and women are already built opposite, right? So it's like we're opposite, not only because we're men and women, but but because of the he's I'm a woman and he's a man. We, you know, it's like we're dealing with the same things, but like in different spectrums because of his DNA makeup. And and my DNA makeup is okay. I'm an overthinker. I'm gonna overthink and repeat myself seven times and say the same thing, and then I'm gonna overanalyze it twelve times and then write it down and then look at it again and overanalyze. Dylan's just not gonna think about it at all. And I feel like those are things that I need to do better. I need to learn how to just like not think about something better. And he needs to learn how to think about more things more like, you know what I'm saying? And communicate better. And like, so it's interesting. Cause it's like, we're the, we're, we're I feel like finding the male version of yourself is the best way to find is the best way to start to find a partner. Because if you love yourself and everything that you have to offer on this earth, then you, then, then you'll love the male version of yourself, right? <laughs> because you'll be like, oh, I like that. Cause I like we we on the same wave right there. Cause you also have to have something in common. Dylan is the Dylan is one of the hardest like he's probably one like out of all my relationships, he's the only person who works just as hard as me or harder. I had to like pull teeth to get someone to go take out trash. Like I don't understand. You know what I'm saying? It's things like that, that where you just have to know. You just have to you just have to know. If you don't know and I know, then this isn't a match because I don't want to have to explain that. 
you know, and this goes back to like what you're saying, mom, like, I don't want my foot to be dragged and hung on. And I'm, you know, like, especially because we're both parents. I have to teach that to these kids in this house. You know what I'm saying? I, that's the, all the energy I can do for teaching and growing and learning is to them. You know what I'm saying? We, we only have to, we only can give it to the kids at this point. We can only give it to the kids, y'all. Well, Jasmine, you have dropped some, some pearls of wisdom on, on the M&D audience this morning. <laughs> Love y'all. And woo, we'll continue this topic next week because it's a good one. It's a juicy one. And I'm not even done with what Pastor A.R. Bernard had to say. But you guys have a great week. Taco Tuesday. Happy October. Scorpio season loading. Thanks for listening.